Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 99 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. You know what? There's one thing that I think we can all agree is not even up for debate, and that is that you should be leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, let other people know about it, and leaving us a rating and a review is a great way to do that. There are always people on iTunes who are discovering our show, and it's important that they know what people like you have to say about it. So go leave that review, make it a glowing one. And you will be helping the people of the world grow. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 99 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Weekly episodic or binge watching. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Okay, this is episode two, backseat of the car edition. Yes, we took a break. And we we were, did. We were visited by former guest uh, Tommy Hackey and his wife Barb, uh, which was lovely. But now we're back at it. I'm taking my hat off so I can just sweat in the back of this car. It is no <laughs> longer fogged up. It's all reset back to yeah. one. And we've moved it so it's out of the direct sunlight. Yes. Although I think we took enough of a break that the sun is making its way back towards the window where you're sitting. Oh, dear Lord. The sun is chasing us. So uh, we have a topic mm-hmm. from a friend of the show who is also a friend of mine, Tom Zeller. Who Hello, Tom. is a very talented artist and writer. Uh, you might know his work uh, from... His series, Loving Capes, or oh, yeah. Long Distance, that is Mr. Tom Zeller, and he has suggested whether it's better, he wants to know, he hasn't suggested this, he has asked this, and we're here to answer it, whether it is better to binge watch television or watch it a weekly episodic. And shout out to uh, the hackies, Tommy and Barb, who uh, helped us and are looking at our list of topics and went, oh, yeah, definitely do that one. Absolutely. So, Tom, you have been seconded, seconded and thirded by uh, by Tommy and Barb today. So we had to cover this topic. Yes, absolutely. And I honestly feel like for the benefit of society and the benefit of our listeners, we need to cover this topic. Yeah, this is really a question of whether the convenience of media is – whether we're blinded by it or not. And what I mean mm-hmm. is I think it's easy to say binge watching is great because it is. I like that on Netflix that when Luke Cage was was released, it was the entire season. I could watch it over the course of a weekend. Um, th- that's a fun way to digest stuff. But the the real question, I think what we're really trying to figure out here is, is it is it actually better? Is more convenient always better? I will, uh, I will start this off with, uh, I rarely binge watch. Really? I do, I don't like binge watching. Okay. Um, I will do, I, because I feel, I only binge watch when I am forced by cliffhanger episodes to binge watch. Um, how do you mean? Meaning I would, I, I enjoyed the show 24. Okay. So I would watch an episode of 24 and it would end on a huge cliffhanger and be like, all right, well, I'll watch one more just to see how this resolves. Right. And then I get sucked into that one. And then that one is a cliffhanger and I will look up and I've watched four episodes of, of 24 and I've, 
essentially lost four hours of my day or four hours of sleep if I'm doing it at night. Okay. To me, binge watching is something that happens by accident. I don't sit down and deliberately decide to binge watch. Does See, that I, make sense? It does make sense, but I think it's become, and a lot of streaming services, pretty much all of them, don't do you any favors in terms of going, hey, I know some of them, I think Netflix did this for a while, like, hey, you've been watching for a while. Are, are you still watching or are you, do you want to go outside or should I call your neighbors <laughs> or what is that smell coming from your apartment or are you sleeping or are you breathing yeah. or should I do you have those tiny, do you have those tiny trees from the movie seven just hanging up <laughs> yeah. all over the room? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But by and large, those services, once you finish an episode, as the credits are rolling, it's already loading up. You have sometimes as, as few as 10 seconds. To make the choice of whether oh, yeah. you're going to stop or keep going. It's not the choice of whether or not to stop. You have to opt out of binge yes, watching. That's true. The The show will just assume like, oh, you're going to be here all day. Okay. Sure. But no, stop assuming that. And don't team me up the second one. <laughs> like, and oh, well, because of my minimal OCD, um, it, like having if if i don't catch it in time and that next episode starts okay and then i'm like oh and i turn it off and then to have that like you've started watching this continue watching but it's only like two seconds into it oh, like, you know i didn't start watching that <laughs> you are you are trying to trick me <laughs> does, um, it, does it work yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I just have to get it out of the queue. <laughs> I just watch it so that I don't have this thing sitting there with a tiny, tiny little red line that is going to get longer as I watch more of it. Oh. Yes. Oh. How how much television do you watch? Not a ton, actually. Really? I watch um I watch a lot of the Food Network. Uh and I try to I try to watch maybe a couple hours a day. Not of Food Network, just like in general. Um, with, uh, and that includes like CNN on in the background while I'm cooking. Do, uh, does Food Network, I, cause I haven't watched Food Network in a while. Do they do that thing where they'll have like nine episodes of Throwdown with Bobby Flay on in a row? Yeah, they do that a lot. Cause D- Discovery does that. Discovery, Discovery, Discovery Home DIY where they'll do like. Discovery. Oh, D- I love Discovery. Disco- <laughs> the Discovery channel. It's nothing but Duck Dynasty all day. <laughs> You're watching the Discovery Channel. Yeah, it's that and documentary footage of the Sunset Strip from 1987. <laughs> um, but on Discovery, Discovery Home, like one of those channels, they'll do like tiny home builders or tiny house hunters. Right. Which they'll start with one and I'll watch and I'll go, oh, this is interesting. Because almost every every one of those shows, especially when they're like, first of all, if they're going to buy a home and they're moving, especially these tiny house ones, because they're like, we uh, currently have... There are six of us who are living in 4,000 square feet. Um, we're gonna, we want to simplify stuff. So we're moving into a 250 square foot home that's on wheels. <laughs> and you just go, Oh, this is a show about people who haven't thought things through. Right. And, and then you have the shows like Love It or List It. I like that that's what you take away from us. You, you watch these shows just so you can go. Well, I mean, that's why we all watch. If we don't, <laughs> I, I enjoy the building of a tiny home and I like to see it when it's done, but we all watch that stuff to see. See not only the finished project, but all of the strife that accompanies it, because people just don't know 
what the heck is going on or what their choices are or what it means to like, oh, that's right. I forgot. We have five Malamutes that now have to live <laughs> in this in this half an RV for the rest of their lives. Is there always is there always something that they've forgotten about their lives? Because I've never seen these shows. I love the idea that like halfway through the episode they go and then the boat. Oh, the boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot. We have nine more kids. Oh, man. Oh, uh-huh. Mother, we're all here. <laughs> we're going to need a hutch for the orphans. Um, <laughs> but there's another show. Have you ever seen Love It or List It? No. I don't. I haven't watched any of the home makeover shows except St- Extreme Makeover Home Edition long ago back in the day. Yeah, sure. When, he, when Ty Pennington would move a bus and someone would start crying and call ABC an angel sent from heaven, which I actually heard once on the show. <laughs> and then the Chiron for ABC like popped up down in the corner. I was like, you guys are being a little tacky. <laughs> Imagine if they'd had the hashtag things that appear on television oh. shows now. Hashtag angels from heaven. Why? Do- <sighs> I don't mind a TV show deciding on its hashtag for the show, mm-hmm. but don't like make a hashtag out of the plot points. Oh, that's a thing that's been happening that is driving me crazy. Hashtag will she? Oh, You're God. like, oh, I don't. Mm. <laughs> and the best is if you go and look like, oh, this is a major network. This is a popular show. Yeah. And they're they put hashtag will she. I'm going to go see who's using it. You know who's using it? Nobody's using it. Yeah. All you see is like, tune in to this popular show for hashtag will she. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> yeah. And then what is like, uh, my ex-wife stole my car last week. Hashtag will she bring it back? <laughs> <laughs> so they just didn't think it through. But uh, Love It or Leave It is a Canadian show. Okay. Where a couple's not and happy. They decide whether home. or not they want to live in Canada. They, they just apologize to each other <laughs> for an hour. No, they're like, uh, they're like the, the house we have right now. We moved into it. It wasn't what we thought it would be. We wanted to fix it up, but all these projects aren't done. So one of them wants to move. One of them says we can make the house work. It is almost always the the wife wants to move mm-hmm. and the husband's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Porches are supposed to be on fire. So it's just like <laughs> – it's basically like stubborn dudes who mm-hmm. won't like – no, you're fine. You don't need a uh, – the laundry room's supposed to be a mile off the property or whatever. Right. Like, whatever st- – Incon- Things that are inconvenient that we can deal with. Right. Uh, that that uh, someone else couldn't. Yeah. All right. And then there's – I a, say we like I'm speaking for all men right. at this point. So so a realtor comes in and shows them homes mm-hmm. and and that that's – the oh, man. So, <laughs> there's also a designer who uh, who comes in to, to do the fixes and stuff. But the realtor – I, my father's a realtor. He's been a realtor for where is this going? Almost forty years. It's just amazing <laughs> when people go to buy a home that, that they're not willing. To, he's been a geez, forty five years now. I think he sold real estate. People come in, they're like, "I need a house. I need it to be three thousand square feet. It's got to have uh, nine bedrooms and in ground pool. It's got to have like their list. They, they're building a house." That a child would build with graph paper if you said, draw your dream house. And often it doesn't really exist. So it's people who everything on their list is a must have. Mm -hmm. And so the show is like they go into a home that's beautiful. They're like, I don't like this yellow paint on the wall. I don't know if we can live here. (laughs) It's just the it's so frustrating and I love it. So I'll watch this episode brought to you by Benjamin Moore. 
Just paint the damn wall. <laughs> More like Benjamin Moore, because I keep watching it over and over oh, again. Oh, I knew we'd eventually get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> but I'll watch like 900 episodes of it in a row, and it's the same show every time. Right. Is there a certain type of show that you're more willing to binge or watch a bunch in a row than another? Like if something – because, you know, Food Network's not – I will watch. There's no continuing drama in a Food Network right. show unless it's unless a, it's a like, tournament. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I uh, I watch a lot of um, Chopped. I love Chopped. That's a sure. thing that I can because it's divided into segments of the appetizer, entree, and dessert. For those who don't know, Chopped is contestants get a basket of ingredients that they have to use to make a, a dish, and that dish is judged. There are three rounds. Uh, there's an entree, appetizer, entree, main course, and that's a show that I can just kind of have on while I'm doing things around the house. Right. And, like, peek up and be like, oh, what are the ingredients? Oh, okay. Cheetos and uh, Fun Dip and uh, Chateaubriand. All right. What could I make out of that? <laughs> All right. Now I'll go back to whatever it was I was doing. I'll check in 20 minutes from now and see what they made. Like, <laughs> that's – I watch TV very passively a lot. Okay. Uh, I watch nonfiction TV very passively. Um, it, the, the news networks and the things like Food Network. Uh, there's really only a few – like two or three scripted shows per year that I like to – uh, really hang my hat on. I'll watch an episode or two, but everything's so epi- everything's so serialized now uh-huh. that you can't just like pick up an episode of a show. Like, oh, I'll devote an hour to this new thing that's interesting because you invariably have to just watch the pilot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and th- there are then there are certainly shows like the news or like I watch a lot of pro wrestling, but it's hard to binge watch. Like if I Raw's a three hour show. There's right. no way I'm watching more than one in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and, and much of Raw is hype. There, there is a good amount of hype. Like the, they're actually wrestling maybe what of that three hours, two minutes, but yeah, they're actually in a ring wrestling for two minutes of it. But during, you know, those shows are also once they're over, you're, you're, you get caught up in the, in the newest episode. So for example, like, uh, if or the Daily Show, the Daily Show mm-hmm. is very of the moment, which makes it somewhat disposable, even though their commentary right. is sort of lasting. So I, I'm not going to go and say, you know what? I'm feeling like just binge watching all of the Daily Show from 2011. I do binge watch the Daily Show, but from years past. No, I try to. I try to. Uh, You'll do like a week. I try. Well, I try to stay uh, up on it. Sure. So if I've missed several episodes, I'll just go like, yeah, I'll watch the last two weeks of the Daily Show because that's about all that's available anyway for me. Um, but I'm way more, and that brings up a good point about this. I'm way more interested in binge watching a half hour show than an hour long drama okay i can because binge watching has been determined uh by the powers that be that are not us to be watching uh between two and six episodes of the same program in one sitting okay i guess anything more than six is problem watching instead of binge watching (laughs) at this point it becomes serious trouble you've watched the same show for six hours the audience for the Pulitzer Prize winner Angels in America didn't even do that. <laughs> Go outside. Can you be, I've just binge watched Angels in America. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> oh, Kushner took me for a ride, y'all. I like the idea that seeing uh, a very long and epic two-part play is considered theatrical binge watching if you do yeah. the matinee and the evening performance. <laughs> I just binged Equus, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, that dude yeah. was naked. 
Um, <laughs> so that's a lot. That's a lot of horse meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Was that the New York Times review? Yeah. Ben Brantley says Daniel Radcliffe in Equus. That's a lot of horse meat. <laughs> uh, Village voice says hubba hubba. <laughs> Me likey the horse meat. And the elder wand. <laughs> uh, Do you get what we're talking about? <laughs> hey, anyone. Does anyone else know that Harry Potter gets naked in the play Equus? <laughs> Sincerely, Ben Brantley. <laughs> and that's what's on the banner outside the theater. Yes, it takes over the whole poster. And there's another, on the other side, there's a banner that just says, Great, New York Sun. <laughs> um, but, there, like, I, I'll... I don't mind half hour is easier to binge. Yeah. An hour long show. If the show's engrossing, you have no sense of how much time has passed, which is why you get to like, it's been six hours. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like binge watching is, um, more of a newly created problem yes. than a solution to a problem. Like having to wait a week for a television show was not a problem that needed solving to me waiting a week for an episode of a television show gave me and i i can't be the only one that feels this way gave me a sense of we're all in this together like it was the you know back in the 80s uh i i funnily enough i was just binge watching a documentary series um uh about the 80s that uh Netflix just dropped from CNN mm -hmm. and uh they were talking about the who shot JR um yeah which was a huge deal and these great cliffhangers of television that when lost was in its prime week to week people would be talking about what was going to happen on the next episode um and that's one thing that i think we lose with binge watching is everyone watching a television show on their own timeline i like a national timeline for a television show it's fun it is a little bit harder for a, an entire country or an entire group of people to have a shared experience now because of that. Mm -hmm. I, and I think of uh, we, the, you're saying who shot Jr. I'm saying Twin Peaks. Yeah. Where it was who killed Laura Palmer. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't binge watch to get the answer. Now, what what what's great about now is be, then you'd have to use like VCR plus or just be home. Have somebody home to tape it for you to catch up on older oh my episodes. Gosh, VCR Plus. Yeah. I forgot about oh, that. If you don't remember VCR Plus, the way VCR Plus worked was every television show had like a four digit code and you would, you would punch it into VCR Plus and then your VCR would know to turn on and record that show and stop recording. So it was sort of like the primitive version of a DVR. Right. And, and then, but then all you could really do is catch up on programming. You couldn't watch ahead and watch a whole season you wouldn't get the spoiler that laura palmer was actually killed by natural causes she just died in her sleep and it was a shame but spoiler <laughs> uh, when's the new twin peaks come out i don't know so eric edelstein is in eric the new, edelstein our shout friend. out to eric uh yeah is in the new twin peaks we're very excited yeah so you don't get that that shared experience now it's like oh you haven't seen um house of cards let's say there are right. three seasons of house of cards I will expect that you've seen all of them as opposed to, well, I just got started. I'm watching one every week. It seems like, well, why haven't you caught up yet? Yeah. And, and that's an impatience that we didn't have. And also people nowadays, you will want to talk to someone about a show. It used to be easier. To, oh, now we sound like old men going, it used to be easier to do this. <laughs> um, but it, 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 there really is something magical lost. And if 
if I knew that uh, you and I enjoyed the same television show, right? And I would, I would come to you and say, "Oh my gosh, did you watch this week's episode?" Right. Of course you did, and we could talk about it and be all caught up. Now nobody is on the same page. You can't unless you are unless you know a person has, for a fact, watched a show that you watched and binged a show that you binged, right? And is in, and and is enough of a fan that they are always caught up. Um. Now it's like you can, you know, I have a friend who just got into Game of Thrones. It's his absolute favorite thing in the world, but he's only like, you know, six episodes in. Right. Um, and then, and, and that's, that's the problem with it. You hear, you don't hear, oh my gosh, yes, let's talk about the characters and the stories and the things that we relate to. Now it's, oh, just wait. Right, right, just right. Just wait. <laughs> and that drives me crazy. Like the, oh, Oh, it gets better. It gets even better. <laughs> like, oh, or, oh, this season's going to take a little dip. Just get through it. Yeah. Just get through that oh, dip. You know what? Tell me what you think about episode 10 when you get to it. Yeah. Tell I don't me what need, you think. I don't I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah. I just want you to, I, I just want to hear your reaction yeah. to it. I don't need you to be my, my episode Yoda. You know what? Let's, what happened to the days of us being on the same page? This is sincerely grumpy old yeah, gag. This is the episode that we both, uh, become, uh, curmudgeons yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we both become what's his name from 60 minutes um uh, uh andy rooney andy rooney i yeah. wanted to say ed rooney which is the principal from ferris i Rooney's wanted to say art carney which was uh yeah. ralph cramden yeah we've both become andy rooney or like yeah you remember when we used to have to watch episodic television you have to watch it every week everyone was on the same page yeah i mean I, it's, i'm doing a terrible impression but, i don't know what he sounds and like. it's a question of like if you if you were born in the age of DVR, in the mm-hmm. age of binge watching, is it, is it like, what are, what, what have you really missed out on? There still is a lot of people, like people who, people do get caught up because a lot of people binge watch now. So you mm-hmm. do have that experience of the entire series. And there is something to like, oh, it's a great series. Like I, for Luke Cage, I, I've told people, like, I love it. I think it is great. It took me three episodes to get acclimated to it. And then mm-hmm. once I, once I was in, I was all the way in and I think I figured out why then it became a discussion of like, why, why do you or don't you connect with it and how Mm -hmm. do you get there and that it's, so there's still, so what is the story? It's just, it's, it's Marvel, but it's not, why did it take you so long? Because I'm, I'm a straight white dude and it takes place in Harlem. So the things that were, that were in it aren't things that I necessarily relate, you know, experientially relate Mm -hmm. to. And once I realized, like, I was like, why? I loved it off the, off of the bat, but I was like, what, what is it about this that's, that I'm not connecting with? And once I realized that, I'm like, oh, well, I, I w- I'll never connect with it on that level, but I can, but I can enjoy the heck out of a comic book yeah, show. Yeah. Well, no, I can appreciate like what it's saying about, uh, about that cultural experience. Right. And not that I would profess to like, oh, I watched Luke Cage. I know. So now I understand the black so experience. I know what it's like, but at least like parts of that, like I can appreciate some parts of that culture and, or at least the differences mm-hmm. a, a lot better. And that made it, that made it even more enriching for me. Right on. So, but there is something to, uh, here's the thing. Binge watching has sort of ruined me in, you, you know, when you move out to LA, if mm-hmm. you've been somewhere where it's really cold for the first year you're here, you're always warm. You're like, this, yeah. this isn't cold. Now, in the morning, if it's 55 degrees, I'm freezing. So I'm acting like cold isn't cold the anymore. Guy from Philadelphia. I know who went to school in Syracuse, which yeah. is like 
Made of snow. Yeah. yeah. It is a it is a snow globe with a college in it. Yeah. That but, every once in a while they shake and it snows. Yeah. But like I we're I'm I'm impatient now. I know we're as we as a society are impatient. Everything's gotta be right now, but like I have a podcast I love listening to. We got this with Mark and Hal. It's called We Got This with Mark and Hal. And they only put it out once a week. Like my, my favorite pod, uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. And it comes out every, I know it comes out every Friday at, at noon Eastern time. That's, a, that's the release time. Mm-hmm. And I'll listen to the episode when it comes out within like a day or two. Cause it's like a three hour episode. And then I have to wait. And I, and like three days in, I'm like, I should check the feed and see. Isn't that great though? Again. Isn't that's what, that's what's exciting. The anticipation is, is a beautiful part of it. It, it is. It is. And I, it's okay. Like it's, look, it's the, the, <laughs> that problem of like, it's not out yet and I want it is, is definitely a very privileged problem to have. But it, it, the way we can consume television right now and, and a lot of stuff has changed my attitude towards it. So the, the, I think what we're determining here is whether that's good, a good or a bad thing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes because right now we're going to this do this car is getting so hot. It's again. real hot. I see more steam forming <laughs> and we're going to take a brief break because the one thing that we do not skip here, unlike some of your binge watching television is commercials. Cause you got to hear about all the other great shows happening right here on max fun. That's right. Let's binge listen to some commercials. All right, please open that door. Oh, the three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a horde of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventures? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective. <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host The Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. (laughs) Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. All right, we're back. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. No, it's still hot. It's I'm happy really to be warm here. In here. It's nice to be able to record in the I same know. sort oh, of room. So I can like just pat you on. Yeah, the knee. you patted me on the knee during the last episode. I thought they don't get to they don't get to see this, but also we don't get to have this kind of close. It's very nice. Uh, maybe not this proximity all the time. Maybe not because we're in a very hot car. Just wait till next week when we record in a straitjacket. Oh my god. Let's uh let's talk a moment. Uh, I think this. You and I, maybe it's just us being grandpas and okay. non-millennials. We are right at the, both of us are pretty close to the cusp of, uh, the millennial Gen X break. Yes. We are, we are solidly in Gen X, but almost right. to the millennials. Well, you're the more cutoff's... solidly than I am. This is true. The cutoff is right around 1980. And I was born. Oh, I thought 80. it was 84. I've heard, I've heard as far as 84 and I've heard as early as 80. Okay. So uh, by that premise, we are both Generation X, but. Right. But uh, uh, one of us closer to eighty. Because what uh, what birthday are we celebrating tomorrow, Hal? Tomorrow I turn forty. 
Oh my goodness. That's right. I can't wait to pee a bunch of times in the middle of the night. And um, on your 40th birthday, it's your man birthday, right? That's what they call it. That's like, it's like your <laughs> Is uh, it? bar manzva. Yeah, I'm going to become a bar manzva. Uh, it's they, they call it the over the hill. They call uh-huh. it a, a lot of great uh, adult male things. <sighs> mm-hmm. What are you doing tomorrow? What adult thing oh. are you doing tomorrow for your adult birthday? Well, you know, I thought long and hard about it, about mm-hmm. what it would mean to be a mature adult, responsible Moving into the next phase of my life. So mm-hmm. Jen and I are going to Disneyland and I've made reservations at Ariel's Grotto <laughs> and Blue Bayou so I can eat breakfast with with all the princesses and then have dinner inside Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, man. This is why you and I are friends. Yep. <laughs> I will never grow. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, well, an early happy birthday to you. My friend. Thank you. Um Now, let's get back to the binging of television. Now, yes. I say this to say we are not millennials uh the millennial um experience is slightly different in this regard because this is a group that has come of age in the time of binge watching right we did not um so we uh not only do we remember the joys of everyone being on the same page when it comes to a television show sure um we also because we are slightly older um we look at medical things online and <laughs> i have brought up uh a lot of uh, uh, and this might swing us in the direction of regular weekly episodic watching okay uh there are a lot of really unhealthy things that come out of binge watching television okay um you uh you put yourself at double the risk of premature death if you watch more than three hours of television a day what study is this? This is from the Journal of the American Heart Association. What? Oh, because you're not moving? Because you're not moving. Sitting for long stretches of time increases your risk of health issues, including diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, even if you also exercise regularly. So if you're going to binge watch, uh, watch from an exercise ball, watch while standing up, put a yeah. TV in front of the treadmill. You do exercises. Um. Another uh, major medical problem that comes from this is uh, it actually does serve as a physical addiction. Uh, you can get you can get addicted to the euphoric highs of the cliffhangers. Is that also according uh, to the heart? What, eventually, we're going to get to like the Brownville, Kansas Parents Council. Right. Says. Uh, this is if you'll give me half a second. Mm hmm. Um. I just want to point out that this deep research is being done on Mark's iPhone. And this article has the most stock photography possible, (laughs) including like just a shot of a bunch of laptops. Here's a guy who's got resting his his chin on his hands as he leans in watching TV. Here's a woman with a with a soulless smile that she thinks about the deterioration (laughs) of her marriage and what she could have been if she had just kept working hard. Instead of settling for some guy named Steve and following him to San Antonio. Shout out to Steve. Yeah, we love you, Steve. Um, all right. Here's another bit of it, uh, from MarketCast, the entertainment research firm. Okay. Uh, 50% of binge watchers prefer to watch alone. 98% watch at home. So it is a, it, it is very, it's a very isolating activity. So okay. the, the problems, the, the, Social and medical, I guess, problems so far are uh, twice the risk of death. Okay, <laughs> which seems which seems high. Uh huh. Um, it makes you a bit antisocial. 
and uh, you could get actually addicted to the rushes. Now, here's here's what I think is interesting. All right. Um, the uh, the psychological phenomenon hedonic adaptation, um, which is uh, th- this is quoting uh, Sonia Lyubmoriski, PhD of a professor of psychology at UC Riverside. Okay. Um, it's basically you you buy something new, get excited about it, it gets old, you're not excited about it anymore. Okay, so everything ever. Uh, yeah. So you start to like your shows that you liked a lot less. So, um, so binge-watching a show will diminish your enjoyment of it. Yes, binge-watching a show will diminish your enjoyment of it. It will um, make you antisocial. It will lead to addiction. Uh, another thing this talks about is depression that comes from ending a series uh, or, or, or getting caught up on a show that it actually depresses you to, to watch a series finale or get all caught up. I see because you've invested so like I invested, invested all this time, so time and now yeah. it's over, but that, you know what? Oh, let me get, let me finish. Oh, there's let, more? Me, let me finish the recap. Okay. Of all of these, please. Uh, twice as likely to die. Continue. All right, fine. So <laughs> n- now, Look, there is still a wait now. It's not an epi- it's not a weekly wait. It's more like a year. You right. watch a series and then you have to wait a year right. for the series to come back. And that I can see as a drawback because there's nothing new to consume from that thing, which may mm-hmm. experience like I, I've gone through through times where there are a series of books and the first two will be available and I'll rip through them and then have to wait so long that by the time the third one comes out, I can't remember what happened in one and two. Yeah. I'm not gonna go reread them. And so the the series is lost to me. And that's that was before binge watching was really a big thing. So that's that's something that could happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. A lot of this other stuff, heart stuff is true. You shouldn't sit and do anything for too long. You should exercise. Um, I, I do a lot of binge watching on planes. Mm-hmm. So when I when I flew to to Florida for the holidays uh, what last were you month, binge watching? Justified. I'd not seen it before. Oh, sure. Which is a great Super series. Christmassy. It's very Christmassy. Yeah. It's in the spirit of Christmas. Tim O just puts on a cowboy hat uh-huh. and shoots up some rednecks, right? Yep. You, know, you know all those Christmas carols about Walton Goggins yeah. <laughs> leading a weird backwoods <laughs> church? Uh, it's great. Like, I watched the first five episodes on the plane, mm-hmm. and it made the flight go quicker. And we, as a family... Why do you want your life to go quicker, Hal? I've just got to get through it. i got to get to the other <laughs> side, man. I just want to know what's over there. I'm a flatliner, man. I'm going to get there and oh, learn dude, my You want to play that truth. flatliner game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Beep, beep. Oh. <gasps> oh. oh, we just woke oh. up. What happened? What did you binge watch in heaven? <laughs> Justified. Oh. First five seasons. <laughs> I watched 91 Chops. Oh, oh, oh. But uh, during that trip, every evening, uh, Jennifer and my father-in-law and I would watch a couple of episodes of Justified together. So we'd binge watch it together. And he mm. had seen it already, but was enjoying sort of being our tour guide through it. So it, it was, it can be a group activity. It also can be a lonely activity. Mm-hmm. So can anything. Reading can be a lonely, you shouldn't sit and read a ton. Right. You shouldn't sit, like there are a lot of things th- that would fit that criteria if I'm sitting in one That's place. That's very true. Doing a solitary it's activity. It's not just television that does this. Yes. Um, but it, it, it's definitely a popular one. Yes. Like you, mm-hmm. There are physical drawbacks to watching television too much. It is bad for your eyes. Mm-hmm. It is bad for your circulation, whatever. Uh, on the plus side, though, we are in the golden age of television right now, and yes. there's a lot of it to watch. Exactly. So, this... do you know people that do the watch it at one and a half speed? 
or watch no. it at 2x. No. I have I, buddies that do that that will turn a television show on at one and a half or 2x speed. Um, and they will just watch with subtitles on and just burn through episodes of the show. Is it somebody I know? It is somebody you know. Who is it's it? It's somebody that's been a guest on this show. Oh, who is it? I'm not going to tell you. I'll find um, out. I'll find out who you are. <laughs> I already have some guesses. All right. Of course you do. Um, so I understand like it is a golden time for television and there is a lot to consume, but we don't have to consume all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. It's tough to get a sampling though. That's why I go back to the whole everything is because everything's epi- or everything is serialized now. It's tough to just, Oh, I would like to watch an episode of this or I've never seen this show. An episode of that sounds like fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that option is there. That option is there too. True. When you get hooked, you come in. Like I started Gilmore Girls a couple months ago just because I'd heard good things about it. I knew there was stuff coming out on Netflix. I wanted to try it. Right. I went through like five or six episodes of it and enjoyed it. I haven't mm-hmm. been back to it since. But that's because binge watching is something that Jennifer and I tend to do together. We have one television yeah. and we share it. There are times where do you and Juliana ever have a show that you're going to watch through together and one of you gets ahead of the other? No, we've uh, we've made our we forced ourselves to oh uh, to when we want to watch and but want to watch and stop we we we're never we never get ahead of each other on the show wow. which leads to a lot of shows that we've started watching a few episodes of and then stopped <laughs> because <laughs> she'll lose interest and I'll be like I'm not gonna keep going because I told you I wouldn't or I'll lose interest and she won't keep, you know what I mean so, oh see I when if Jennifer and I are watching a show and she loses interest in it. Then I just go, all right, I'm going to hit the gas on this and just get through it. Oh, wow. Okay. And she'll sometimes get get into a show, House of Cards was like this, where she watched the entire first season and then the second season came out. She was like, the show is so good. You have to watch it. So I was catching up to her. Okay. And she watched some of it with me. Like there is a – I enjoy – tell me if you're the same way. If there's a movie that I haven't watched that you love, mm-hmm. would you want to see it with me so you get to experience it for the first time again? And sort of, yeah, take somebody through it. So that that's something it's that's movie, really enjoyable. Yeah, movie or television show. Well, if it's a television show, I feel like there's more to watch later. You know what I mean? Like if I right, I'll, I'll still have time to watch this. If it's a movie, I know that they're not making any more. I'll be like, oh, I would definitely revisit this movie. That's right. There's only one Fast and Furious. Right. Oh, oh, I have news for you, Hal. What? You can binge watch Fast and the Furious movies as if it was a television series. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they only got an order for 13 episodes. <laughs> um, we, we do need to, to settle on one though. Yes. Um, and I, I f- have we weighed the pros and cons of both sufficiently? I feel like we've weighed the pros and cons of binge watching. There's yeah. not, I mean, the alternative is, I guess, the flip side of those pros and cons, uh, because this is a binary. So, um, yeah, like episodic television, you don't get trapped. Right. If if an episode is bad, you're probably not going to come back to watch the next one. Right. Um. You you get the drawn out suspense. It's a shared experience. Mm-hmm. But to me, the drawback is that you have to wait. And there there was a there was a time. It's not the case anymore because we can record stuff. Where if you missed it, you missed it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't coming back on. So this is a convenience that actually is a good thing. You get to control. Whether you watch it episodic or not, you still, you don't watch. We're not determining if the existence of, of, uh, single, single date full season releases exists and like whether right. we're not debating the merits of it. We're debating watching weekly or binge watching. Sure. Um, 
And I feel like for me, there, if, if I could only have one, it would be to watch weekly. See, and if I could only have one, it would be binge watching because I, that's, I fit, I put out a block of like, mm-hmm. I have two or three Brooklyn nine, nine sitting on the DVR. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday. I'm going to spend an hour, an hour or so and get through all of them. Or okay. I really love, it tends to be show, you know, you binge watch stuff by and large that's already been out. Like I'm finally going to watch Justified, which is six seasons long. I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to watch it over six years. I'm going to just burn through it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and I'll, I enjoy it that way. The, the way television is released now, by and large, all these streaming services, those shows are wildly popular because people get into it and they don't have to wait. They go through the whole thing. And if there's a bad episode, then they get over it really quickly and move on to the next because it's part of a larger, it feels like more of a, of a part of a larger work. So I don't think episodic is going away, mm-hmm. but for me, preferentially for how I'm going to watch it, I think binge watching is way better, whether you're catching up or seeing something for the first time. I will, I will say, I don't know, man. I will say that binge, binge watching, what do you determine to be binge watching? Like one sitting? That's yeah. the thing to me is like, I, I, I feel like I've wasted an entire day if I watch more than two episodes of something. But if two episodes is the, is the minimum threshold for binge watching? Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess binge watching wins purely on a technicality. Yes. That two episodes equals binge watching. Sure. Not happy about how this is ending. I'm not either, but at least it's ending. <laughs> Do you know what the average temperature is inside this car? Like 2,000 degrees. I've here. cooked an entire- It is so hot in this car, and we're getting <laughs> delirious. Yeah, I put a whole prime rib on my forehead at the beginning of this episode. Oh it is God. now well done. Yeah, which is not how you're supposed to eat prime rib. Well, I didn't know that. Hey, did you know this? Donald Trump orders his steaks extra well done. Yeah, that's not good. Oh. We'll cover steaks in another episode. That's not even (laughs) politics. That's just don't eat your steaks well done. Have some respect for the meat, for goodness sakes. Just eat a brick. Extra well done. Extra well done. Not even well done. Extra well done. You could probably just take a bunch of marshmallows and burn them and bring them on a plate. And somebody who wants really well done, (laughs) like crispy, well done meat wouldn't notice the difference. This is perfect. Oh, man. We got these. um, Oh, what? I don't know. This sounds braggy. No, come on. Delete it if it sounds braggy. I won't delete it. Uh, I just, I just tasted the most delicious thing that was a gift from the Maximum Fun Network. Our Christmas gift from the Maximum Fun Network. What is that? Did you not get this? What is it? No. It's, uh, the, these caramel covered marshmallows. No, I didn't get those. Really? I swear. In a box that said from Maximum Fun. Maybe it was sent just to you. That oh, be right. now we know who their favorite child is. I'll be visiting them and saying, what happened with these no, marshmallows? You were just, it was just that you mentioned marshmallows. If anybody gets a chance to find caramel-covered marshmallows, my God, they are delicious. Hey, if anybody gets a chance to talk to Maximum Fun, ask why <laughs> Ask why Mark got the chocolate caramel-covered Did marshmallows. Really Sorry, caramel is it just the two podcasts I'm doing for you people? I can't get one marshmallow? I do eat their food when I go there to record. Well, there you go. They're That's like, he's there. had plenty. They were like, Mark will give Hal one. <laughs> no, he won't. He won't do it. No, they're currently inside the, oh, by the way, we didn't say why in this episode, uh, you and I are sitting in a locked room. Oh yeah, tell car. everybody in case you didn't listen to the previous episode. We didn't say why we are sitting in the car sweltering we in didn't. this episode. Tell them. Uh, the reason that Hal and I are recording from inside a very hot car is, uh, we are sitting in front of my girlfriend's apartment, Juliana. Uh, we just moved her into her brand new place yesterday. And, uh, I 
do not have the correct key. So we are locked out. Uh-huh. Sitting right out in front of the apartment where there's an air conditioner. Yeah. And and cold water and my bag that has all my stuff in it. Oh man. Is is just feet away from us. And those marshmallows are in there? And those marshmallows that's why I thought of it just now. Those marshmallows are in there in that warm house just kind of probably melting. Oh jeez. Yeah. But they, uh, I really want to make s'mores out of them. Caramel s'mores, right? Oh, man, that sounds good. Doesn't that sound delicious? That sounds really good. You better go over to Max Fun and get you a box of those caramel marshmallows. I'll just steal them. I'm sure there's somewhere around there. <laughs> I'm sure there's somewhere around there. Um, all right. Look, I don't like how this is ending. But if two episodes is technically binge watching, and I do agree that having all of this television from the past be available on demand if the question were, do you have to stick to the TV schedule or can you watch on demand? I would be a hundred percent for watching on demand. Right. But because we said watch a show weekly or binge watch, I tend to err on the side of watch a show weekly, but on occasion and on several occasions, I will watch a couple of episodes to get caught up. So if that technically is binge watching, then I'm with you on this one. All right. People of the world. This is a, an episode about moderation. Yes, binge-watching is better than weekly episodic television. Yes, we have moved forward and found new ways to consume media, get it faster, blah, 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 blah. But for goodness sakes, people, stop driving the death rate up by just sitting there watching 800 episodes of television in a row. Get up. Move around. Do you know what deep vein thrombosis is? It's a real threat on an airplane. DVT! DVT! Now, you have to exercise. Take care of yourself. Go outside. Talk to people. But also, take some time for yourself and watch television that you like. Watch a few episodes. Watch two, three, four, five, six, whatever. Do it with friends. Explore a new television show together. It does not have to be friends. a solo activity. It does not have to be friends. Friends does not have to be just for you. Friends is for friends. <laughs> you can enjoy shows with people. You can make it a group activity. You could make you could have a binge party. Some of you probably already do. A little binge party. We're all going to get together and watch the first season of MASH. We're going to do it every, every week. We're going to watch three or four episodes. See? Oh, Mark, Mark's making that face right now. Like, well, that's a good idea. Like, MASH is, I, th- I was thinking this the other day. I was like, man, I really need to watch MASH top to bottom. See? There you go. You're not going to watch it uh, one episode per week. No, the short one's like, you know what? You won. Keep going. <laughs> no, we won, Mark. <laughs> we won because we chose binge watching, which is the best way to watch television. Asked, Asked and, and answered. answered. Thank you, Tom. What a great topic. It was. It took us a while to get to it, but. It did, but we got there, I think. I'm happy did. with our result. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Just a binge watch in moderation. Binge watch yeah. all things in moderation, my friends. Um, and th- this topic is covered and cleared and finished and asked and answered and done and in the books, but there are many topics that are not. Uh, so please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. A flame war is probably happening right now. You can also email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, graphic designer Uri Kelman, QA engineer Jen Alba, and our researcher Kate McManus. And thanks, as always, to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And, of course, thank you to you, our listeners. We are sitting in a hot car right now. For you. For you. 
That's how much we care about you. That's how much we thank you for listening to our show. And we hope you continue to. We hope we can bring you some uh, joy in this crazy world and at least settle some of the big questions. Uh, you keep asking. We'll keep answering. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. Open the door. Oh, it's so hot. <gasps> we got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.